I'm Junie Felix, and this is Moving Forward, Tiny Habits for Successful Soul Care. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope and I pray that you and I can encourage one another to walk by faith and to live out of love instead of fear more and more every single day. What is your favorite praise and celebration song? You know, that song that whenever it comes on the radio, you just can't help but sing along. I found it's even better when you're just getting back in the car after an errand and you turn on the radio and they're playing one of your all-time favorites. Those are some of the best God moments, as I call them. The perfect song at just the right time. Now, this happened to me today during an errand. I was picking up a book for my son's school, but it happened in reverse for the first time on a particular station. A new song was being played, so of course I was interested. It was, I best describe it, it was one of my favorite artists, actually, a prayer set to song. But the more I listened, the angrier I felt. And I tried to find out, maybe I'm being too critical of the lyrics, so I quieted down and I listened for about, I don't know, about a minute and a half, maybe two minutes. But I just became more and more frustrated because the soloist kept repeating, Why, Lord, why would you love someone like me? I'm unworthy. I just can't understand why you would love someone like me. And to be honest with you, friend, I had to turn it off. And I prayed. I said, Lord, why did that song make me so angry? And he immediately reminded me of Psalm 8. Um, Maybe you've heard this one where King David wrote, he poured out his heart, God, most brilliant Lord, yours is a household name. I look up at your macro skies, dark and enormous, moons and stars, all mounted in their settings, glimmering, gleaming. And I look at my micro self and I wonder, why do you bother with us? Why take a second look our way? Now that's the message translation, but other translations say, Oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You, you've displayed your splendor above the heavens. When I consider the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have ordained, who am I that you are mindful of me? What is man that you care for him? So there's Psalm 8 there. And so I I admit, you know, this is a normal string of thoughts for humans through the ages. We look up and wonder at the heavens or the mountainscapes. Maybe think about the Grand Canyon, something beautiful like that, the Himalayan, the Alps. Or if you're a scientist, you may look through a microscope or at a brain scan of the electrical impulse activities and behaviors of our neurons. And you might marvel at the wondrous intelligent, astonishing work of God. And so, yeah, it can be easy to, you know, feel so tiny, so small, maybe even insignificant in the grand scheme of things. But if you get stuck there, if you and I decide to pitch a tent and camp out there, feeling small and rehearsing the lies and the accusations of people in our lives that have devalued us or abused us, repeating a chorus like, why would you love someone like me? Look at all my mistakes, my imperfections, my shortcomings. Oh, Lord, I'm just so tiny and insignificant and unworthy. Oh, come on now. It might be cathartic and it might even feel a little good to wallow in those kinds of self-depreciating thoughts, those limiting thoughts that keep you stuck in the fear and frustration. And it might even feel like humility. 
But I challenge you, please consider how a healthy, loving parent like God Almighty, because that's who and what he is. How would that feel to hear your beloved child say these kinds of things? Now, I believe based on what the scriptures and what Jesus reveal about how God loves his children, accepting his love every tiny minute that you have the opportunity to invites healing truth back into your story. So when you and I get caught up sometimes in that false humility, remember the, the overcoming, overwhelming, ever-present love of God. I often tell my boys, there are enough bullies in this world. Please don't bully yourself. Be kind to yourself and let that kindness and love overflow. This whole idea of why do you love me and why would you love me? I'm unworthy. It's really... It's a hidden form of selfishness and self-focus. It's a perspective that disguises itself as humility. I'd even go as far to say that it's like sitting on the throne of God. Imagine that you sit on God's throne, you point at yourself in the mirror, maybe, and declare, you are unlovable. And the answer to the question, why does God love you and me with an everlasting love? It's as he says in Jeremiah 31, 3 and other passages like it. The answer is that he loves you because you are lovable. It's part of being human as a species. We are lovable beings, even when we behave in unlovable ways. And as a child by faith, he cares for you. God cares for you. He cares about every tiny detail of your life because that is who he is. God is love and it's what he does because it's who he is. Now he made you and me to love you to be with you forever. He deeply enjoys your company. You're his masterpiece. He released you out into the world as his messenger of goodness and love and light. Those gifts that you have, the light that only you can shine in the way that you do. They're there within you from the very beginning that no trauma or trial can ever remove. Those gifts of love and light are in you because of God's love for you. He loves you because he made you. And therefore, you have the chance, the tiny but mighty chance to live in, receive and live out and overflow his love to this world every day. I often think about the uh, an analogy that God gave me. If someone shows up at your house with a brand new car, Corvette, a Porsche, you know, high end car, Tesla, whatever. And they're like, here's the keys to your brand new car. Congratulations. And you're like, Take that away. I'm unworthy. I'm not going to drive that. Get it out of here. Come on now. If you choose to reject this wondrous love of God because you have judged yourself unworthy, it manufactures what I call soul sorrow and it makes everyday life feel like a chore. And you just can't you can't be appreciative of the blessings of God in your life when you're sitting on that throne judging yourself as unworthy. And most trauma survivors that I talk to get stuck here quite a bit and I I can vividly remember how I used to get stuck there too. So if you're there today, please be kind to yourself and make a decision, a strategic decision to just journal out those concrete ways to bring yourself out of that darkness and that deceived state of mind. Put the reminders of God's love all around you, favorite scriptures, favorite pictures, uh, uh, just a, a loving reminder everywhere you turn of God's overcoming prevailing, ever-present love for you. 
And it's super important to be strategic because the research has proven all over the world that goals, come on now, goals don't work, (laughs) not long term, not sustainable. You have to be strategic. Goals don't work, but strategies, they do. Those strategic choices to make that tiny but mighty choice to say one of my favorite tiny prayers, for example, thank you, Jesus, for loving me. And then go, get on out there, live out that love in some tiny, specific way. If you're tired, take a nap. That's a tiny but loving self-care decision. Drink a glass of water. You might be dehydrated. You'd be amazed what dehydration does to your cognition and your ability to handle stress and hard things. Maybe fix a snack to share with someone that you love. Give someone a hug or a smile. Walk into the room and tell that person that you love. I'm so happy to see you. You know, someone right there in your house if you're on coronavirus lockdown like we are. It's not about those big giant acts of appreciation for love or for God's love. It's the tiny ones that make all the difference. Now, I remember there was a time when my listeners did a poll and decided that I should watch a movie called My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Now, I used to do a weekly piece uh, called Junie's Movies. And, you know, I'm thinking I'll bring that back. But I would review or preview movies so that folks could make some good choices for their families, make some informed choices. I shouldn't say good. You know, it's just my opinion. But I did the work. And there was this one time where the listeners did a poll and they said, we want Junie to watch My Big Fat Greek Wedding. It's so funny. It's so great. And I know it's like this this huge popular cult classic. So I was outvoted. Reluctantly, I did it. (laughs) And the reason it was reluctant is because romance movies are excruciating for me. I cannot stand romantic comedies. If there's no alien invasions, no martial arts or high speed chases with lasers and and things like that, I I get really bored. (laughs) But my listeners and my co-hosts outvoted me. And so I watched the movie and there were some fun and funny moments for all you hardcore Greek wedding fans. Okay, I can see the value there. It's a popular classic. But the worst part for me was when the main character looks at her beloved with the big eyes and she says, and no, 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 he looks at her and he's like, I love you. And then she responds, but why? And I felt literally sick to my stomach. And I was like, how in the world is this romantic or funny or whatever it's supposed to be? Barely made it through. It was a long, long experience. But I think, I really believe, a more appreciative response would be, thank you. I love you too. But I guess that would be a really short movie, right? (laughs) So I pray that if you are stuck there today, be gracious with yourself. This is a common human thing. Maybe check out Psalm 8 for some encouragement there. See how he wraps up that psalm with praise. And perhaps listening to this reminder of God's love for you as his child will help you to find your way out of that lie that you are unlovable and unworthy. That's a lie. God loves you with a perfect love, the kind of love that helps you to move forward from any and every kind of trauma or trial. I pray that you'll accept his love today. Just say, thank you, Lord. I love you too, because that is where freedom and peace are found as you worship. Thanks again so much for listening today. I invite you to stop by juniefelix.com for a free download of one of my event bestsellers. You'll also receive updates on my soon coming project with my publisher, NavPress. It's called You Are Worth the Work. Moving forward from trauma 
to faith.